go. Hey guys, welcome to episode 149. Good I know, God, that's dead. a lot. Of CMD Towers, Brews, and Builds. I'm Mr. Competent 5, and my fellow host, as always, Big Buck. What's going uh, on, buddy? You don't have it. You don't have some clever intro for your deck. No, I, I mean here's the thing. We've done we've done 149 of these. Is that I'm insane that of, next week is 150? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just running out of like ways to like low key insult you through the use of magic cards. Like, uh, hold on, it's uh, difficult. I got one. Uh, there's going. Big Tuck is going to make some casualties of war later this very evening. Uh, because the parking after this after tonight, the parking lots of Charlotte are once again going to be very dangerous places to be. What? What happened? It's a long story. I don't want to get into it tonight. But that's why I'm like I'm trying to plan a trip. I'm trying to plan this stuff, and I cannot do it on my head. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you more. But it's we're going to be back to well, that's parking not lot true. Bandits. I'm not going to be doing anything for the next month because I'm going to be traveling in and out of the country and in and out of multiple states for like four weeks in a row. So actually, this is like the perfect time to be single because I'm not even have enough time to be lonely. Except I guess when I'm like <laughs> with you guys in at the at the bachelor party coming up. Oh man, that's going to be super lonely. I'm just waiting for like the one night we all just get completely blacked out. It's just like, <laughs> no, oh god, I love you, I love you so much. We okay, so I will so. This is, can we, can I give a slight spoiler about where the location is? Oh yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Um, we have to go to Dollywood. I've been thinking about it a lot. I think we have to. How funny would that be? Six of the biggest people on the planet and single Aaron together <laughs> going through, going to Dollywood and piling around there for a day. It's a train ride. I mean, would you rather do that, or would you rather go to the abandoned theme park in the mountains? And oh, I do like, like that. Go do that. Yeah, I shared that with everyone, and that's when like the Godfather was like, "Well, I thought you didn't want to. I thought you didn't like want to have a bunch of activities." And it was like, "No, I don't want a bunch of plans. But if we like want to go do something, we can." And on the way to that uh, abandoned theme park in the mountains is Smoky National Smoky Mountain National Park. So it's like oh. if you wanted to actually go see the national park, yeah. we could. So, I have I have a Smoky Mountain hat I can wear there too. Look at that. Because hey, the Smokies you, is where I go hiking. You'd like a local. Mm. Especially because the other thing in news is I'm now, especially that I'm going to not have someone who has an input in this thing, I'm going to keep the beard growing all the way through Canada. I'm not touching it. I'm oh. just letting it rip. And I think it's going to look real gnarly. <laughs> And I'm pretty excited uh, about it. I'm not gonna on lie your to you. Way to Canada? Or are you gonna like stop by Tomer and and Mr. Bevers <laughs> and I do need uh, to. Glitter that's Cookout. another thing I need to figure out. Which one of them are living in Ottawa? There's weird. There. So there's the Toronto Blue Jays, right? And someone's like, yeah. I want to go to Toronto Blue Jays game. And at the time, I wasn't thinking. I was like, Oh, that would be fun to go there. It's a three hour train ride. I'm not gonna go three hours to a city to watch one of the biggest cities in the world to watch a baseball game and then take three hour train back. That's madness. But madness. I did find, you know, that drinking and running club that I found yeah. that I do. They, one of those exists in Ottawa and their meetup is when I'm there. Wow. I get to run international. I'm so excited. But anyways, I want to hear, I know you have some big news about magic, which I'm very excited to hear about our very own. Uh, what? You said you're, t you, I am, I am done talking. I'm letting you talk about what happened oh. this weekend. Oh, 
You, you made it sound like there was some big announcement for the channel, and I'm like, uh... Oh, no. What did I miss? We're, we're, we're done with those. There are no more big announcements on the channel left. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, except for the fact we're about to come to our three-year anniversary, which therefore means, I guess, it's season four? Gotta do something for... Yeah, I guess, oh, do you guys start thinking about what season four is gonna look like? Maybe the return Man. of the voices bit? I hope not. I <laughs> oh, God, I hope not. Maybe the, uh, maybe the return of redacted bits? So, yes, we uh, did a little pilot of what a CMD Tower Magic Fest would look like this last weekend. And you might say, hey, we've been listening to you guys for three years now, going on four. You guys have done these kind of things before. It's like the Drinkathon and whatnot. Yes, right. you are correct. But we did do it differently. Uh, it's no longer just first, second, third, pick your prize. We actually did ticks. Um, you got tickets based on um, the pod that you were in, the place that you got. Everyone got tickets. Everyone was able to get prizes. Um, and we actually went back to uh, level one and was like, hey, we're doing this. If you guys have a bunch of stuff you guys want to kind of get rid of, we're looking to get things on the cheap. Um, sure. you know, we did $20 entry per person. So it was about $280, $300 that we had for the price pool. They ended up hooking us up with $500 worth of product. Wow, nice. Um, so it was a great return. Um, I personally went ahead and also got a couple additional items because I wanted to make sure there was some variety in there. And I was yeah. just like, yeah, I'd be fine keeping like the extra stuff. So here's the positives. Games were awesome. Uh, Good. Most importantly. Yeah, most importantly, lots of fun. Uh, they went from about one to, believe it or not, we were done with the prize pool tournament. We did six rounds. We were done by nine. Wow. Uh, it was only eight hours to get out six rounds of games. Um, so that, that's it incredible. Great. Yeah, it went super quick, uh, which I was very appreciative of. And uh, we got to see Terrifying Tyler. Uh, good old Love Sharpie it. came up from our uh, Discord moderators uh, from the Joplin side. We had some new faces. We had a, some of Marketing Ross's group of like Roy and Nance and those come sure. as well. Some of those scalawags. Uh, smoked, smoked a 20-pound brisket, and we got to eat Ooh. that up. Sir Nathan and Will and Duffman, everyone's here. Uh, the Godfather didn't make an appearance because his lady friend was in town. Um, but overall, it was great. Wait, whoa, and I think Godfather, lady friend? He has a lady friend. Who? Uh, Katrina? I think he might have been dating her when you guys were both in Chicago. Maybe? I don't know. Yeah. I'll ta you I'll would have never met her. I will just put it that way. Um I guess if they were dating when he was working nights. And so it was just like that weird oh, schedule. Right. But anyways, somehow Kismet, they come back together. Uh, and they're kind of trying it out. I mean, it's a long distance thing. Yeah, but, that's a haul. Yeah. So, but it's whatever. So he was busy. So anyways, we went through, uh, we had seven commander precons to hand out a Zendikar rising booster box, uh, a sweet set of skeleton dice, this dragon that lights up dice tower. Um, multiple collector boosters, multiple promo packs, multiple draft boosters. I mean, it was awesome. So that was all the great things about it. Uh, someone right. got an ancient tomb from the Zendikar Rising box. Yeah, what a blowout. Um, I want to say Sharpie ended up getting the blue mythic D20 dragon in full art foil potentially uh, out of his collector booster. So that was rad. Yikes! But here's what I learned: because by the end of the night. You know, there was one pod going and someone was like, hey, well, before you guys go, because the whole thing was like, when you have the ticks and you want to get something, go get it. Go get it. No, yeah, it's not waiting till the end of the night. 
So we, we did have some people at the end of the night, you know, everyone's done except for one pod. They still got to figure out their tickets. And it was like, hey, can you guys not pick any prizes until we're done? And it was like, well, no, because it's just first come, first serve. Whoever right, there's only one. The there's only, you only have one version or one copy of anything to get, right? Yeah. It's not like you have so, more in the back. Yeah, exactly. And so it was just like, yeah, we can't really do that. And so, you know, that kind of got people a little flustered. And it's like, I get it. If you're the last game and there's not a prize there that you want, that kind of sucks. But the same thing kind of happens at Magic Fest. If you, yeah. if the, by the time you get to the prize wall, your prize isn't there, it just kind of sucks for you. So that that's something that we're going to have to try to figure out and better communicate next time, especially if we open this up to where people want to fly in or drive in for it. Second thing is, and it's because I, I don't like to be a bad guy. And um, I was texting Tuck. You know, this was one where it was like, hey, I'm not putting any of my money into this. This is just what we're doing as a group. And the prize pool is the prize sure. pool. But it became one of those things of like, well, I only have 350 ticks. And I want the pre-con, which is 400 ticks. 400, yeah. And it's just like, well, I guess it's fine. I'll go ahead and do it. Or, oh, well, I'm short this. And it's like, okay, fine, go ahead. And so it became a lot of concessions. And I kind of, I saw the prices that were left versus the amount of money that was put in and i personally ended up losing about 140 bucks sure um which obviously doesn't feel great but it is what it is and that's fine uh it's nothing that you know any animosity towards it but i do think next time if we do a tick system it's like you get what you get and if you don't have the ticks sorry i, I think that's just what you're gonna have to be you're gonna have to be kind of cold with it right i get i don't know i I mean, how, what are you going to do? Be like, yeah, you could do it, but you also have to give me $10. May, I mean, maybe, right? Like, that, there are ways that you can do that when we went to the normal Magic Fest. I didn't know they were doing the tick system. That was kind of through me for a run because normally I like the way that you do it where you're just like, hey, this is the things, right? Like, you come and pick it up, like, at the tournament, but first, right? But it's like, yeah, but it's like first through eighth. And we were trying to keep away from people just playing broken-ass decks all day and just trying yeah. to keep it low stakes. Like, we're here for fun, yeah. and yes, there's some cool stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to think about that. But like, I'm glad. To, I think the bigger takeaway is it still was a success, right? Oh, people absolutely. had fun, and I think that's like the biggest. I think that's the most important part of the whole thing, right? Like, yeah. people had fun. People liked that they were there, and we'll figure out the details for the next one. Absolutely. And then the last thing I have, which is non-magic related, did you all see Daredevils coming back and Charlie Cox? Yes. Let's go. I I was very excited to see that. I think he's great. I think he's awesome. Like, Apparently, and the cameo that he had in Spider-Man was amazing, right? It was so good to see him back. Cameo in She-Hulk, cameo in Echo. Yeah. And his series is 18 episodes. Someone did the math. We're going to get <sighs> Daredevil for like three and a half months every single week, and I'm here for it. I know that's like the one I that I love show you actually liked, right? Yeah, I really like. I think the the f what was it? The first season was good. The second season was great. And then the defenders was okay-ish, uh, and that was kind of yeah. yeah. And then I thought the one the one after that was also just kind of like, Err. yeah. Well, the second season was the tits because of Punisher and John Berthnall. That was yeah. Oh, he's incredible! Oh my gosh, absolutely yeah. incredible! And like Electro's, I thought was a really interesting foil to him. So the third one was it was it was okay. Like I liked the I liked um whatever his name is not the guy who can throw stuff really well, not Deadshot or oh, anything. Bullseye. Bullseye. I can't even say anything because I am actually doing this clean, which I'll get to in just a second when we Ooh. start talking about how we break down our cards. 
Well, Bruce and Bills is our deck tech series has been conquered the path to 32, tackled tons of EDH themes we're going to be discussing, or rather theory crafting, a deck that Ew. doesn't even exist yet. Each month will consist of new decks, and we correlate how these decks are constructed and learn how beer is brewed. So we broke this down into four different categories. The first one's ramp and setting your board state. We call that a grain. And grains are the foundation of every beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts, usually about a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, the taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content, of which I am having none. I am not drinking for two weeks before Charleston and then the week before going to Canada to try to go through. And more importantly, if you notice, I didn't do a... Also off off that. So I've been a little... uh little on edge these last few days. But decks always needs ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp your bigger threats. And just like a grain profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. Well, if anything, I'm just proud of you because I would think if you're on edge, that's when you're bajou, 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 glug, 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 No, I think it's, I think it's the opposite. I think it's because I'm not doing that. That's what keeps me baseline. And then oh, since oh, I'm gotcha. not doing that, now I'm like, ah! Well, let's also talk about how we're going to interact with our opponents and the remainder of the board in our hops. And hops give the beards patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors. They're growing a variety of strands and help distinguish subcategories like IPAs. Odd choices help clear and interact with the boards. Your deck can ultimately do what it wants. And then how does the deck close out and win games? We call that yeast. And yeast are living microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds, alcohol, it adds the alcohol content, or maybe it doesn't, uh, and the carbonation, which it does. Without yeast, you be drinking flat sugar water. And without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of actually winning the game. And then we do have shenanigans, pet cards, synergies. I could not put Ultra the Brood in the deck. I apologize. Legally unable to. Legally unable to in this made-up format. We call that spice. <laughs> and it's not every beer has them, but spices and other additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into jalapeno stout or additional hops that turn IPA into a double IPA. Not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, this is where we generally talk about it. And a new addition to this episode specifically of theory crafting we do have a bottle capping but it's just going to be big tucks cuts and adds to the deck they're going to be under five dollars under 50 bucks and a no budget recommendation uh and i'm sure there was probably more on the cutting floor as well but we restrict them to three he just couldn't talk about mana only land so without further ado let's get brewing all right here here's what we got for you guys today so you guys might remember Casually EDH was a channel that I guested on in the last month, month and a half uh, for their EDH gameplay. It was on a Sunday. And whenever a channel reaches out to me and, and they want me to either be on their channel or uh, talk about something, I'm like, hey, well, what do you want me to bring to the table? Is there a theme? What's going on? And usually they always come back and say, no, no, just like whatever you want. And like, OK, that's fine. Sure. Well, this go around, they did the same thing. And I was like, well, it's a long ways away because I'm not going to be on for another month. If you guys have a theme or something that you want, just let me know. And I'm sure I have a deck where I could build something pretty easy to do it. Well, they throw out, how about six CMC tribal? Yes, that is a Tomer from MTG Goldfish special. Yep. I laughed at it and I said, bet, let's go. Bet on that. So I started doing a search in Scryfall, and I was like, okay, 6 CMC, I need ways to cheat stuff out as quick as possible or try to get as much resources yep. as possible. But I was not going to do Tassiger, which is what Tomer always does, because Delve is an easy way to cheat it out from the command. Yep. So me, SD Sharpie, and Rocketing Moss uh, from our Discord mods all kind of talked about it, and we decided on Zayatora the Incinerator. So, Big Tuck, why don't you read who Zayatora is, 
I'll talk through our strategy in building out the deck list, and then you can kind of give me your thoughts. So Zatora is a really interesting commander, like I was saying previously. I think I I like it because it's Jund, right? I think that gives you a lot of options and a lot of different things to cheat in. And I do like that it does have a little bit of the win con on it itself, right? Uh, I was dealing with some audio issues. Have we read the card out? We have not. Why don't you read that bad boy off? I'll do that right now. Perfect. So Zatora the Incinerator is three colorless and red, black, and green. Jund, aka the best color combination in the game of Magic. That's a legendary creature, demon, dragon. That's a mythic for $3.42 for the alternate art foil version of it. It's a 6-6 flyer. It also has, at the beginning of your end step, you may sacrifice another creature. When you do, Zatora, or Zatora rather, the Incinerator deals damage equal to that creature's power to any target, and you create three treasure tokens, yep. right? So normally, I think that this is, uh, I really like this because this is just, that's what every I want to do in all my decks. I want to ramp. I want to psych. I want to sacrifice things. See the deck I streamed with on Monday. See my first deck I ever <laughs> built, Prosh, uh, which may or may not come up in this episode a little bit. Uh, so I think, I think Zia is really strong. I think where I was like struggling to, it's, this is a really tricky build, right? You got no, very few mana racks, if any. Very few, very few ways to build things. Um, at first, I was like balking at the price of this deck, which let's just get that out of the way is twenty one hundred dollars. But I went through and realized why. It's like, oh yeah, you have to have every single land that has an activated ability. You have to have every single way to fix your mana. You cannot miss a land drop. I think this is a record for you at forty lands. Yeah, that are all utility in there. Uh, and that's why, and that's why I was like, okay, that that makes a little more sense because you got to put all that into the land yeah. base. I think where I like this is the, I believe people would look at Zia Tora and think like, well, it's not Prosh because you can't sacrifice on whim. It's not Sekuar because you're not getting your immediate value. It's not the Hensi toolbox because it doesn't enable you. But I think that, I think this deck in particular, that is completely mitigated, right? Because I don't think you're going to be playing more than a creature a turn, right? Maybe if you're lucky, you might be able to sneak out two, but they're all haymakers, right? They got insane power and toughness, and you're going to be able to start zapping things off the board or just slamming in for value, right? I, I wouldn't be surprised if you like play a six-drop flyer, swing in for six, play Zeotora in the second main phase, then you go to your end step, sack that, hit for another, you can pretty much give it double strike, and now you are able to generate even more mana to hopefully do the same thing the next turn. So I thought it was a really cool build, and I like that you kind of went this direction uh, more so than like some sort of six cmc like value train or something insane hmm. like that so the the way that we decided to build the deck is um we had to because a lot of people may not be aware of this your split cards it's the combined cmc that counts so we were able to leverage that uh Correct. try to find as many things with like forest mountain or swamp cycling so it's kind of yep it's not ramps it's mana, it's mana fixing. fixing so at least that way we're always yep. hitting our land drops but really, the thing that really attracted me to Zayatora is there's a lot of six CMC haymakers that also produce tokens on their own. And so it kind of gives us mm. that modality at the end step of, am I going to sacrifice a token? Because what I'm essentially looking for is I want a 50% discount on my next creature spell I play. Because three treasures, that's half of six. Right, right, right. So, you know, am I looking for that? Okay, I'll sacrifice a token. Or, okay, do I need to bolt something or <laughs> overload something with damage? Okay, then I could sack that creature, still get my three treasures, and now uh, kill something down. 
So I probably, in the goldfishing that I've done, believe it or not, Tuck, uh, I probably need to move a card from the grains to the yeast because it seems like when I get that card out, I just win. Um, even though, it yeah, gets- there's. I think there's one that I was gonna cut. It might we might be talking about it that I I was gonna cut because I didn't think it was good enough, but then it plays so well with the commander. So I think I'm on. I think I'm kind of on the same page with you sure. on that. Um, but yeah, there, I've been able to play multiple things. The biggest thing, and you hit it on the head, it's I gotta make sure that my mana's on point and have enough cheap ways to get around the six cmc thing to interact in turns one through six because the earliest i've been able to get out a creature is turn three but that's because it has a clause of it gets reduced because of my opponents but other than that it's always like turn five turn six so i definitely have to have ways to interact i need ways to do things on my turns and i think we have a build that can get us there Uh, i'll be super interested to hear your thoughts on some of it um and uh yeah. it was definitely hard that was definitely hard to cut stuff because again <laughs> we there's not that many to choose yep. from right um oh yeah and i even typed up a little uh, primer for you so essentially guys what what i kind of did for it is uh we're trying to leverage cheap creature tokens to get zyatora step trigger making three treasures uh we yep. needed more though so we're leveraging any type of rant that can cheese into six cmc the cycle effects is one a reduced number of opponents split cards a uh, bunch of interaction with some board sweepers, targeted ETB removal, protection for overcosted creatures. And then it's just really just smash and face. Um, I actually said I wasn't going to buy the deck until we did this episode, but I actually bought the deck anyways. Um, but I only needed about, I think it was, because for the most part, a lot of the cards that were expensive, I wouldn't care if you cut them. I was going to get them anyways, because they were just like, Maybe a uh, restricted uh, list uh, type stuff, oh. a reserved list that is like, hey, I'd like to get this anyways. Uh, but I'd like to say this. I think my mana cur- or my mana pie is pretty good. The one thing I'd be curious yeah. your thoughts on, I went a little heavier in the red because I don't know. It always seems like red is the one that's a little bit more pip hungry than maybe green or black. Do you think that's the right move or should we maybe, because it looks like the deck's about 33, 33, 33. Yeah, it really looks like it's about even. I don't know. I wouldn't worry. I, I, I think a deck this ridiculous, by the time you get to turn six, you'll probably be able to have the right mana. Right. So I I don't know. I wouldn't really, I'm not too worried about the mana fixing on it. Right. Like I, I'm just worried about getting it out, getting mana out to begin with. Tapped out. You're drunk. Everything is in the six CMC bucket. Yet it says my average CMC is five point eight one. What? It just must. It it must just be like. I mean, that's that's. Wait, yeah. How is that possible? See, it must include lands. It has to. Oh, and I was gonna say though, the one thing that I'm not one hundred percent sure on the ones that are the like. There's some cards that are split cards like potentially from guilds and i don't know if they if it takes the entire cmc i think that's only some of the specific cards hmm. like they count that i i think so right but i'm not 100 percent sure on how that works gotcha. so that might be hmm. why that it's that it's only reading one half of those and that's why it's slightly lower because it's the front half so i'm not sure how that's i i still liked where your heads was at in the in the spirit regardless of what the rulings is on it but that might be why it's slightly off all right well let's go and dive into this deck i'll start this off since i had built it 
One thing I didn't talk about is hideaway cards. Hideaway is critical. Oh, very but good. Yeah. I could not run the black one. It was unplayable. I think it's you can only activate it if nobody has cards in hand. Oh yeah, that the black and blue one are kind of yeah. stinky, if I remember correctly. It's the other ones but that are good. The red one is great, and it's actually one that I could probably activate before turn six. So I think Spine Rock Knoll is critical for this six CMC tribal deck. So it's a land, it has hideaway four. So when it ETBs, look at the top four of your library, exile one face down, then put the rest on the bottom in a random order. It enters the battlefield tapped. It does add a red mana. And then for a red tap, you may play the exiled card without paying its mana cost if an opponent was dealt seven or more damage, not combat damage, damage this turn. It's 18 cents. So kind of my thought is yeah. if I can get this early game, it's perfect because I'm going to look at the top four. There's going to be some haymaker there, whether it's great for the turn that I'm able to play it or not, who cares? But I don't think it's unrealistic to think that one of my opponents is going to take seven in a turn before turn six, right? Yeah. I agree. No, I completely agree with that. And I think that's a cool way to play it too. I think a lot of people play this card almost. And I, it didn't strike to me until you started talking about it. Cause I just saw like hideaway lands. I'm like, yeah, sure. It's a utility land. Don't need to even read this card. Right. But I always, I think a lot of people play it. Like they play it like the card reads when you deal yeah. seven or more damage, right? A target opponent is dealt by you and they only do it on your turn. I love the fact that you can play it so defensively and just wait to do something on someone else's turn. Right. And maybe spring out, one of your big yeast cards or one of your big haymakers a few yeah. turns early and get your part and get your, the rest of your stuff right behind it. So I think it's great. Um, especially in a three color, if this was five color, I'd be like, sure. You're start. You're, it's starting to get a little hurt, but in three color, why not? I, I think it's a great. Inclusion. All right. What is your first green card, buddy? So this would be a card that would say, has this ever bit you in the ass? Because it does give your opponent something too. But this is probably the best ramp card in the entire yeah, deck, is. and you're paying for it Let's as well. Go. Hold on. Three, Ready? Two, one. Avatar of Growth. Avatar of Growth. The four colorless double green for a creature elemental avatar that's a mythic for about six bucks. This spell costs one less to cast for each opponent you have. Trample. Then when it enters the battlefield, each player searches the library from the two basic land cards, puts on the battlefield, then shuffles the library. Don't, Don't care. care. <laughs> Do not care in this situation. I think this is I think this is gonna be uh I, I think this is the best ramp card yep. that you have. I might have one. I, I have one that I think is sneaky good in the cuts and ads that I'm surprised you missed. Um or didn't make it into the deck, but uh, to me, I don't care. I really don't care what the opponents do because guess what? If they if those two lands push your opponents into their winning state, I didn't. I couldn't do anything about yep. it anyway. So go right ahead, right? I think this is. I think this deck is going to play at least. I, you know, I don't know how aggressive um, it's going to end up being, but I think this deck's going to play a lot like our budget, our dollar decks, just being like, oh, you're a target. No, you're not. Like I don't even have to worry about you over there in the corner yeah. because you're not going to do anything for another five turns. Like, and this is going to help your opponents make you look like you're the good guy. When in reality, this is going to get you that much closer to getting your commander or any of the other synergies. Online. And I like that it's an enter the battlefield because I do have some graveyard stuff, I believe, throughout the deck that I, I might be able to put yeah. back. So the fact that it's an ETB is great. Because now if it's a graveyard, if it's straight to the battlefield, right. boom, we're getting it. And I love it because there's theft effects from graveyards. Like, oh, you guys want to take my creature? Take Avatar of Growth. I still get the lands. Yeah, go I right ahead. It's only going to help yeah. you. Yeah. So this was the one I was telling exactly. you. Like, turn three, this is great. I There cannot be a better turn three play uh, in this deck. Yeah. I just got to make sure I have that double uh, green pips. 
and then you're off to the races. I agree. I think it's I think it's awesome. I've never seen this card before, so it's out of some like game night party pack yep. thing. I don't know. Whatever. All right. Well, my last one is a card that I specced on, kind of whiffed on, but this deck it's dangerous because it can kill me. But I think it's one of those things. If I'm playing stuff off the top and you're gonna kill me, at eh, that's all right. Oh, Bolas's Citadel right. is so good in this deck. Yes. <laughs> Three colorless, black, 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 legendary artifact, rare for a little above five bucks. You may look at the top card of your library at any time. You may play the top card of your library. If you cast a spell this way, pay life equal to the CMC rather than pay its mana cost. And you technically can tap this sack 10 non-land permanents. Each opponent loses 10 life. I'll never be able to do that in this deck. I was going to say, are you planning on having 10 non-land permanents, period? Not, probably not. Um, are, you probably, are you planning on having five, I guess? Uh, yeah, so what I was going to say is when I did goldfish it and I got Bolus of Citadel, uh, got it out turn five, oh, that, that, uh, played one thing off the top, paid six life, then hit a land. I'd already played a land, so I was done. Next turn, drew that land. There was another land on top, did the land. I ended up paying 24 life that turn, and I had such a commanding board state that in my mind... Either they would have conceded, you're off to the no, races. They just would have nice. conceded, or they would have been like, "Okay, well now we have to make him arch enemy," because it was that intense. Like I even had wow. things that I was playing off the top that were gaining me life back. So, Bolus of Citadel, I actually think is the sneaky card that should probably be in Yeast because it, I think it can actually win me the game, regardless of paying six life a spell. Right, right, right. That's not what I was talking about, but I do think it's really great. And back to your point of like the red pips. That's why I think this is the only one. I think this is the only card that has three pips in the in the activated or in the like CMC yeah. right and on the actual oh, card. Uh, and I there is it, one other creature in the grains that actually has red, 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 green. Ah, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I know what you're talking yep. about there. So I I think that's why you're not. It's not worth. It's not worth worrying okay. too much about that because you're gonna want these double pips for this. So. I think you're fine, but I do think this is, I do think that this one is super great. Like what a blowout. And I don't know. I think this card probably should be played more to be honest. I agree. Damn your life to hell. <laughs> just, just suicide squad it. All right, sir. Give us your second pick. All right. So, uh, my two are pretty straightforward. Uh, one of them is your best. Mana dork. <laughs> In Elvish Aberration, yeah. <laughs> so five colors and a green for a four or five elf mutant that can tap for three green. It also has four cycling too. I'm wagering a guess this is in here mostly for the four yeah. cycling. Just get it out of your hand, get another land out, one less thing to worry about. But if even if you do, it's kind of the same thing as like, this does give you your three treasures, right? That you might be able to then spit out two creatures the next turn um, or tap it. Pay, add three mana, sack it to Ziatora, and then just keep going on your merry way yep. that way. I think that there's a lot of different routes that you could take with it. So, kind of have to have it in here, I'm guessing, for a six mana well, one. Specifically because it is search your library for a forest card. So, I yes, can go get right. any like of all the tools that I yeah. need. Go um, get your Taiga yeah, or anything. Exactly. Yeah. So, I, this card is definitely turns one through four for cycling. And then beyond, I'm yeah. probably playing it as a mana dork. Unless I just don't need the mana and I just need to like, hey, I got sure. both of Citadel and I need to shuffle my library. And it's still and it's still a four or five, yeah. right? That you can attack with or sack or anything like that. So yeah, I think that I think that probably plays out. Um and the last one I had, I had to talk about it because he's my boy. I always forget that he costs six mana because I usually get him out on turn two or three in the deck I play him in. But Brosh, 
What if it's it's awesome. It's just your backup commander. So three colorless, black, green, and red for a legendary creature dragon. It's a five five flyer. When you cast Frost Skyrider Occur, put X zero one red kobold creature tokens into play where X is the amount of mana spent to cast Prosh. Did I do that yeah. right? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, oh, off the cuff. I closed my eyes. Did you see that? I, I did not, but I believe I you, you. I believe you. I don't know if you could tell behind the specs or not. Um, and then also sacrifice another creature. It gets plus zero, plus one until end of turn. It's my plus OG one, commander. Had to bring him up. Plus one, plus zero. Say, Thank be you. Terrible. Uh, if it just got but, a bigger butt. <laughs> but regardless, it's, I like this just because this, like it's less, in my opinion, this, this is way less of an off that offensive threat. Then it is a defensive one, right? Just getting these tokens out that can be blockers just to keep you alive for another turn or another two turns, I think it's huge. Six, a six for one? It's incredible. What are you shaking They're your head about? They're not in here for blockers, buddy. They're in here for Zayatora triggers. Let me get six things that I do not care about that I can sacrifice at instep to get three treasures. That is why Frost yeah. is in here, and that's why it's. A I don't. Brain I don't. I don't disagree with. I don't disagree with that, but I don't like that there's zero ones, right? Like but that see, sucks that's to me. That's like what we talked about at the beginning. It's just a treasure if, thing, yeah. If you get too fixated on, well, I have to sacrifice things to bolt things down with Zayatora. Something that is that's doing th both. Then you're yeah. not going to be able to do a six CMC tribal deck. <laughs> that's just not going to happen. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the that's that's the fair fact point. that we're restricted to six CMC. We need as many of our creatures as we can that produce essentially sack fodder to get the three treasures. Mm, and mm -hmm. because I would much rather play Prosh, sack every single kobold, every single turn for three treasures, avoid the zero, but now I'm able to cast my, because now you're done, Liliana Dreadhorde General that sure. much quicker, Oblivion Sour, Goblin Goliath, Garut First Huntsman. I just get all of these things. So that's more of the way I look at this. It's not six tokens for blockers. It's actually 18 treasures over my next six turns. I that's fair in the magic Christmas land yeah. world. I am. I am guessing. I am guessing that you will be using several of these for blockers. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But I, yeah, we will. I will. I'll tune into that stream. Maybe I probably won't. Cause I'll probably yeah, be out of town. Probably. That's kind of, that's kind of my life now, I guess. <laughs> well guys, thanks for listening to the rampant grain section. Before we head over to the next one, we'd love you guys to check out our amazing patron community, patreon.com slash CMD tower. You might've seen the episode last week where we had uh, Usurper King Rickers on, talking about his Grease Fang uh, Obika tribal deck. Awesome. It was great. It was so much fun. We had Spencer Rabbits on a few months back. Yeah, that was cool. One. Be sure to join in. And then you probably saw Zach Cappy on uh, Slinging Cardboard Rectangles on our Twitch stream. I mean, it gets you guys a ton of stuff on there. So anything you guys could do from a dollar, five, fifteen, twenty-five, or different tiers, we'd really support it. We actually haven't even, I've actually noticed this, and I don't know if you've seen this, Tuck, on my personal patrons that I, I'm going to get a part of, I've actually seen them increasing their prices because everything's getting more expensive. We've been keeping the same oh. for over two and a half years. So still a dollar. I think we only get a penny out of that dollar, but that's okay. We just want to get the subscriber. It's out. We're, we're inflation proof. If nothing else, we're inflation or recession yeah, proof here at CMD Tower. Bitcoin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> big Tuck coin. All right, guys. Well, now we're going to head over to the uh, board state and hot profile. And Big Tuck, why don't you give us the first one? You've been talking quite a bit, but I'm interested. There wasn't as many hop cards to pick from. Yeah, um, and this one I think is... I'm not sure it's a hop card. I kind of think it's more of a yeast or sorry. It's more of a grain usually because this is the one tuner you have in here. 
Huh. Uh. Oh. Perhaps you might be scre- you might be sc- screeching at the royalty, or perhaps beseeching the queen. Well, uh, you know me. For me, specific card shooter. Card generic tutors are hops because it's like I now have information about the board. I can go get what I need to deal with it versus if this was just like uh, go get lands. Yeah, it'd be a grain or, you know, go get a a card from your library and put it straight to the battlefield. Yeah, it'd be a yeast, but I still got to pay for it. I think it's, I think this, I, I am under my personal thing with tutors is they're all grain cards, but I see where you mean with that. However, uh, this is an interesting one. It does cost six because it's two colors, two colors, two colorless, or black, black, yeah. black, or two colorless, black, black, or two colors, two colors, black. So it's a modal card in that idea. Um, so it also says on the card, the cards convert mana cost is six, which is pretty slick. Search your library for a card with converted mana cost less than or equal to the number of lands you control. Reveal it and put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. So until you have six lands, well, I guess you could always just tutor for another yeah. land, right? Like, I know some people that run this so they can turn one, Dark Ritual, Beseech the Queen, do another Swamp. It's like the worst. It's like a three-card <laughs> rampant growth and mono black. But I I do like it. You have to have a tutor in here somewhere. We do have ways to cycle through. We did talk about it. You do have a couple of, honest-to-God, ramp spells. Just a couple of them, right, that are still that 6 yep. CMC. So I think if you're, you, we always want to have at least one, it's like we talk a lot about, we want something to deal with graveyards. We want something to deal with enchantments, right? I think it's always worth just having one, inch, one, uh, one tutor, no matter how greasy or potentially slimy that tutor may be. Yeah. And that's essentially the card is here. It either gets us a land or it gets us one of our six CMC permanents. There is no in between. I wish this was a newer card that was like, and then you may cast it. Um, you know, without yeah. paying its mana cost, like that'd be great. But then I get it; it's way too powerful. Um, so yeah, though this was actually a last-minute addition from the mods. We had kind of built the deck, and I had kind of play tested it a few times. They're like, "How did we miss this?" And then they sent it. I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, that has to find a spot." Exactly. Oh yeah, ob- yeah. Obviously, it's gonna be it's gonna be making it's gonna be making an appearance. All right. So all of my hops are ones that don't actually cost six at the end of the day. So uh, the first one I wanted to start with is a card my grandfather put in my deck because it's a tra- 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 trap card. Oh, pff, grandfather, it's what? Yu-Gi-Oh! My grandfather built this deck. Duh. Wait, is that yes, a thing? that's what he always says. I've never seen an episode. Oh, you're missing out. Okay, Stone Idol Trap. Great card. Slam okay. Dunk. Five colorless red, instant trap. Yeah, this is really good. Uh, it's 19 cents. Put a 612 colorless construct artifact creature token with trample onto the battlefield. Exile it at the beginning of your next end step. But it costs one less to cast for each attacking creature. So I do agree with you, Tuck. I'm yeah. going to need blockers because people are going to be swinging at me. <laughs> well, how about for a single red, I'll get a 612. And then as long as I'm able to get Zyatora out <laughs> at least during my next turn this then it's just sacrifice fodder i could bolt something for six yeah and i get three treasures so i look at this as a extremely flexible card granted if i can't get zyatora out i'm probably not using it unless i just need to save myself but 
Yeah, that's yeah. what I was just gonna say. Like, unless you need, unless you just need something to block out. So yeah, I like this card a lot. Um, it's one of the few instants and sorceries that fit the bill, right? I don't know if I'd run this in any other deck unless it creates what a giant no, or something. Construct artifact creature token. Construct. I mean, you can put it in a Brea build. Okay, it, it, non-competitive Brea build. An artifact. Uh, you, uh, I mean, sure. if it, uh, I do really like it in here, though. This gives I like like because I. Once you start getting the creature train rolling, you're not going to have a ton of mana to even threaten some sort of... You're, you can't even bluff out that you have something in hand. That, so I like the fact that this one does for one, potentially, when they're swinging in. And you can totally get someone with this and remove maybe their commander or another giant Well, block. Tuck, think about it this way. It's essentially what I do in my Brutoclad deck. Everyone knows it's a null permanence deck. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, even if he has mana open, he probably has nothing in the deck to do on our turn. Yeah, he doesn't have anything to do. But then we do. put in Sharknado where I can cycle it for however the hell much I needed to. Um, and so that it does, right. it does give you options where no one thinks you have any options. Yeah. All right, what's your next hop card? Uh, so this one is was the one I mentioned at the top of the episode. It's a modal card, so you know I immediately like it already. Uh, and I, this is probably one of your best. This is probably your best removal spell at the price because it can easily be a five for one, easy. Oh, this is a good card. This is a great card. Casualties of War for those playing the home game. That's two colors, double black, double green for a sorcery. That's a rare for about a buck, a little under there. Just choose one or more. Destroy target artifact. Destroy target creature. Destroy target enchantment. Destroy target land. Destroy target planeswalkers. Any one of those five things could be a huge kick in the butt for this deck, right? Uh, problematic planeswalker. It's a fairy that keeps bouncing your shit and you can't oh, get God, rid of it, right? Because you only have one or two creatures. Yeah. Uh, an artifact could be uh, creatures on the battlefield uh, tapped or whatever, right? Some orb of some varietals. Enchantment, propaganda, pretty much brings this deck almost to a screeching halt, especially in the early game. Land, glacial chasm. I mean, the list goes on, right? So I feel that this, you'll never be able to cast, you you won't be able to cast this spell and feel like you never did anything, right? There's always going to be good targets for it. And I feel like you're always going to get a bang for your buck on it. And I like it because it's not like, decimate where you have to have a target for everything correct so yes. i do right. like the fact that it, it does kind of get around that clause granted i don't know if this card could be printed at rare with that clause because the planeswalker piece and the enchantment <laughs> piece would be those are probably the two permanents that you're going to destroy the least that's amount. really hard yeah. to fill yeah uh, but yeah no it's a great card I, there's i didn't put a lot of generic board wipes in here mainly because well that affects me too and usually the one-sided board wipes are yeah. eight, nine, ten mana, and I couldn't do it. Yep, makes sense. So I like it. I All like right. It a lot. Next one I wanted to talk to. Obviously, this deck, as many of the ones I build, I have to have my commander for the most part if I want it to run how I want it to run. Now, I do think this deck right. has the legs like my Jota deck to where turn seven and beyond, if I'm able to do my ramp correctly, I probably don't need my commander that much. But it is critical. So being able to give it indestructible at instant speed is key. So Destined to Lead was oh, an amazing yes. split card in here. So the Destined side, colorless black, instant, target creature gets plus one, plus zero, and gains indestructible until end of turn. And then you have Lead, which is three colorless green sorcery, and it has Aftermath. You can cast the spell only from your graveyard, then exile it. All creatures able to block target creature this turn do so. 
nine cents. So this card, 100% of yeah. the deck because of the Destined Key. You know, two mana, you guys don't think I could do anything. Okay, let me pre protect Zayatora. Or even I cast Zayatora and I only have two mana, and someone's like, okay, well, Swords to Plowshare, or Swords is the wrong example, but Beast Within, something like right. that. We, we cannot let him get to end step. Okay, well, I only had two mana left. Destined, let's get it protected. Um, the lead side, I think that's, I would consider that a spice, half of the card. I don't know if I'm ever right. going to be swinging with enough things to make it matter, but it actually could be to where it's like, well, they're at eight and I got an eight power and an eight power, but they got like a bunch of creatures. Well, you know, I guess I could do it and kill one and then just all their stuff has to go to, you know, my and, other. So I, I could have right. some modality, but really the destined is key. Yeah, this is a card. I like the front of it. I am just worried. The only, I, I, I definitely like the front of it. I think the back of it's kind of cute, right? And if you have some way to, if you end up somehow having like a 12-12 or some other powerhouse out there, I think that's nice. I think the only the only concern I had with it is like you said, like the like swords, uh, path to exile, the metalcraft. When we talked about, like, there's a lot of good removal spells that the indestructible won't always get around. But that being said, uh, the fact that you get it up to seven commander damage as well, like offensively, or if you have one of your major token producers that you're just trying to swipe through a board wipe, that's where I can see that this still yep. has. And again, it's. It's just like you were talking about, right? It's six CMC tribal. You're not going to get a cart. You're not going to be able to get a heroic invention or Teferi's protection in here, right? So I think for that level of mana that you can have open makes it worth at least like a slot, maybe considering a slot. Yeah, well, and you just kind of said it, like Dragon Broodmother's in the deck, and that's the beginning of each upkeep. Yeah. I get a token, which is huge for helping fuel Zyatora yeah, the that's, treasures. Yeah, that's like... A, and so it's like, even yeah. if I have to protect, just use it to protect that, that's worthwhile so that's fine yeah. yeah all right well what's your second or no yeah no last top card this is my this is my last one so uh this is a really really interesting build uh because i think that there's a chance that there's a very high chance that you will not be able to this that this will flip on your next turn hmm. it's a really it's a really cute one i liked it a lot in here and we were talking about of course, Avabruck Caretaker. Four colorless, double green for a creature human werewolf. That's a mythic. About $7. It's a 4-4 with hexproof. And it says, at the beginning of combat on your turn, put two 1-1 counters on another target creature you control. And then also has Daybound for those playing the home game. If a player casts no spells during their own turn, it, it becomes night next turn. And then it flips over to a 6-6 Hollowhenge Huntmaster. Hexproof. Other permanents you control Ooh. have hexproof. At the, beginning of your, uh, at the beginning of combat on your turn, get put two one-one counters on each creature you control, each one that you control. So I like. I think this is a really kind of sweaty card in a lot of decks, just because we are playing with four yeah. players. But again, I like. I think there's probably going to be turns where you're you're going to be out of cards in hands, or you literally don't have the mana to get into something. Right? You burn like a couple of treasures on this, and your commander gets blown up or something. So I think that's not a bad situation to be in. And it, like flipping this over to give everything your board, you might want to just, it might be worth it to be like, well, I feel like there's going to be some target removal coming up when this person untaps, I'm not even going to cast anything, let it flip yep. over. And then I already get the buff and I get the, I get the protection from it as well. So I just think it's a really cool card in this slot. And for this deck, because we have all these ways to cheat six CMC spells without casting spells. Right. When I cycle, I can still trigger Nightbound. 
So it's like, okay, yeah, I yeah, this, yeah, yeah. But I don't want to waste my turn. I could still do a whole bunch of stuff on my turn to still advance sure. my board state without actually casting. You still got something to burn, right? Yeah. So I think that's the other thing I really like about this card. And honestly, Tuck, the more I look at this, I I, I thought there's an artifact or a blue card that says like everyone can only cast one spell per turn or something like that, or or it might even be a oh, white card a that's like once they cast a spell, they can't cast anymore for the rest of the turn. Could you imagine this being in that deck? Like, okay, got that. Have a buck. Uh, well, once it's nightbound, it's always nightbound because you guys will never be able to cast. Yeah, exactly. Spell. <laughs> oh. I just think, yeah, I think it's a cool. I think it's cool tech. Well, the last one I wanted to talk about is a land that everyone is all hot and horny about, and I don't understand why. Uh, but it's great in this deck, and I, I am gonna, I'm gonna be honest with everyone. I am not buying one. I got a. $5 proxy from abyssproxyshop.com. Shameless plug. Code CMD Tower. Uh, but Besiege You Who Endures is great for this deck. I just oh. actually don't like this card that much from... Really? Not, not in Commander. It's a one-of. It's a one-off. So, Besiege You Who Endures. Legendary Land Rare. $23. Tap at a green, but it has Channel. So, for a colorless green, discard Besiege You Who Endures. Destroy target artifact, enchantment, or non-basic lands an opponent controls. That player may search their library for a land card with a basic land type and put it onto the battlefield and shuffle. This ability costs one less to activate for each legendary creature you control, which that seems silly. It should just say it costs one less to activate if you control a legendary creature because it only costs one in a green. Well, they have the whole cycle to do, so uh, they're not gonna. Fair. They have to use the same thing for the fly, for the five so card cycle. I, I like it in this deck only because we're restricted to that CMC. I need ways to interact in the early game when I don't have stuff to play, and being able to pay two mana and essentially disenchant or wasteland someone, I I think that's worth it. I just I wasn't willing to spend twenty three dollars on this to own an actual copy because I think if I keep this deck together, I'm gonna take that out and I'll put something in something else in and i'll probably make it non not a six cmc tribal deck to be honest so well, yeah why do you not like this card this card is incredible in mono green and two colors even in three colors it comes to battlefield untapped and late game just gives you something to destroy a troublesome permanent for to get uh, a basic land out the, it's the incredible value that the card brings is immense in 60 card formats where you can have four of them in your deck in commander where you literally can have one if I'm going to do a land slot for a non-basic and I'm going to spend $25 on it, I'd rather get an Urborg. I'd I'd, get I disagree a... with that, man. I've seen, this, I've seen this do blowouts in Commander. Like, you don't think... You're like, okay, they're out of everything. And this person's like, yeah, I had it turn one and never had to use it. and Or I drew it late and it's like, well, I don't need to use it as land. It's like an MDFC card that are also incredible. I don't know. Well, I we'll see. It's not for it's not for not, you. Not at twenty five dollars right. for a one time effect. That is really that 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 is really steep, and I think that will go down because I know this card's a four of or two or four well, of in and standard. That's, that's right? why so. I'm not buying one now, but very much in a year and a half when it gets rotated out, and maybe they're eighteen bucks, fifteen bucks. I'd pay that. It's it's the only deck I would even run this in would be my Lord Wind Grace deck, just because then I could at least reuse it oh, uh, yeah, for a really land good. later. Sure. All right. I, I'm hot on this card and I've been blown out by it. So, well, guys, what you're not going to be blown out by is the end of this segment and 
Is, is, the deal, is the deals over to MissProxyShop.com? Uh, you guys should head to our Etsy store where you can get all of our great swag and great Matt oh, Nance actually updated all of our uh, art on there. So actually there's high quality photos, which is great. Got all that up, updated over the last couple of days. Etsy.com, just type in CMD Tower in the search bar and you're going to find us. We got our play mats, we got sweaters, we got card sleeves, we got tokens, we got coins. We got it all on there. Every purchase you guys do genuinely does help us keep the channel up and running, be able to help us do cooler things uh, for you guys, especially around Magic 30 Vegas. So just remember Etsy.com, CMD Tower. Now we're going to head over to how this deck is going to win and the yeast package. All right. Let's see. I feel like we're going to match up on at least one of these. Well, let's see. I'm kicking it off with the card that is such a freaking blowout. Six drop, enchantment, green. It's wild. It's wild, baby. Oh, talking wild pair. I, I, I think you actually have enough to make it work. Uh, Ross has already gone through and counted, and I think there's only two creatures that it does not work with. Yep. Really? That's awesome. Okay, because I noticed, like, wow, there's a lot of six sixes in this deck. <laughs> now that you think about it, so four colorless green, green enchantment. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield, if you cast it from your hand, you may search your library for a creature card with the same total power and toughness and put it onto the battlefield. If you do, shuffle your library. So now, effectively, I get a free shuffle that helps with Bolus of Citadel, potentially sure. get a tutor creature card, address it to the situation, and I can... Uh, because one of the issues I have as a play, and I'm curious, Tuck, if you ever get into this, we have so many decks, you kind of forget sometimes what's in the deck. This, I feel like this is a good card for me as like a refresher, especially without like the blowout, like staple creatures that we know about, because I have some weird ones yeah. in here. So I really, really like that as well. Oh, I absolutely. Uh, so I just played uh, Curses, Brea, and my Slesnia deck for the last time, and I've since taken them all apart and uh retired them and i had that same problem with brea i hadn't played it in like a year and a half and i had a war of invention i was like i have no idea what's yeah. even put into this right so yeah i think this is great like I, I this is if you i first looked at this as like okay this seems like it's extremely sweaty and then i went and looked i was like okay i'm just gonna take a look and i found like 10 six sixes or something like that right so even if you only get two activations off it you're effectively it effectively pays for itself in yep. two right so you 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 play it for the first turn. The next turn you get two six sixes. It's paid for itself. Anything well, beyond that is it, just well, straight you're up. Focusing stuff. on the six sixes, it has nothing to do with the CMC. So it's just with their to their combined power right. and toughness. So right, but that's what. I'm, but what I'm saying is that this is a six drop. You are going to get another six drop the turn after when you cast yes, a six drop, yeah. and then so it is paid for I just itself. To make sure and then if you happen to get uh, six <laughs> six uh, drop, not you know because this card's more focused on the power and toughness. Uh, Correct. I'm just. I was just. I was just saying. Mana value oh, gotcha. wise, it pays for itself after one Correct. activation. Yeah, it does pay for itself after one activation. I yes. think you had said two at first. Um. Yeah. So it pays for itself. Well, it pays for itself after one. It pays for itself after one, and then at, the second one you get is just straight yes. gas. It doubles absolutely. Itself. And yeah. even if you go through, guys, I have weird ones. Like I have some nine combined combined power mm -hmm. and toughnesses, and I actually have multiple nines that have combined power and toughness. So, yeah, this card's great. Um, it's definitely one that I'd be hard-pressed. I even think if I decided to 
take away the six CMC restriction, I think it'd be hard pressed not to keep it in here because it just seems like a really good card if you're being in a creature focused deck. Yeah. I, yeah, I, you just have to do the math with it when you start cutting out the six CMC, yep. right? So, uh, but I think it is a really cool, like if you can, if you can get it to work, I think it's such a blowout and such a cool, like such a cool mechanic that you never even see in mm -hmm. another card, you know? All right. What's your first one? Okay. Uh, this, this is a card that some people have referred us to as, hmm. cause there's two of us and we might be a little diabolic. Oh, no, this is not one of mine. Or, or fiendish in our lifestyles. I am to, of course, talking about fiendish duel. Love it. Four colors, four, sorry, fiendish duo. Four colors, double red for a creature devil. It's a five, five. Uh, that's a mythic rare for $30 for the foil. I don't even know where you can get one of those. Uh, another like play night rigmaroles. First strike. If a source would deal damage to an opponent, it deals double that damage to a player instead. And it's a five five, aka ten ten. And you have tons of flyers, tons of tramplers. You like, I think this deck wants as many of these effects as it can. And I think you got the two that you are able to have <laughs> yes. in the deck. And they're both extremely expensive. So I love it. I, I wish I had a copy of this for my uh, all my Rakdos decks, any ones that deal with devils, but. I just haven't gotten to well, it. Well, I mean, it's, but what, it's what surprisingly a great expensive. I mean, the $30 card kingdom is yeah. ridiculous. I think I got it for 16 or something like that. Did you buy this already? I literally told you that I bought like the, the ones that it's just like, I don't care if you cut them or oh, not. Oh, I thought you said you were going to. No, 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 no. I've already placed my order for, for the deck. Um, for the, ex the cards that cost money ah. that regardless if you cut them or not, I would keep in the deck. Um, I love Fiendish Duo, though, especially with the modal aspect of the opponent. Just whatever Azores mm -hmm. would deal damage, not even combat damage. Like, oh, you want to do your City of Brass? Well, that's two. Oh, you, you yeah. want to do Simon you Blood? Do, hey, uh, hey. All right. You, hey, I just doubled your Fireball. Maybe you can knock out this guy and keep me around for another yeah. turn, right? So, yeah, that's that's an awesome card. It's great. I actually almost pulled yeah, the I trigger think it's, I think it's on sweet. the Japanese. Uh, they had a special edition one they released in only Japan LGSs. Almost got that one, and it was actually cheaper than the English, but I was like, I don't want to have to, like, look it up every time, because I've never seen this card. <laughs> so. Yeah, sure. All right, well, my next one, well, I mean, what deck would be a party without the bride of the party? Oof. Olivia, Oof. Crimson Bride, is such gas Very good. in this deck. Very good. More colorless Rakdos. I'd be black and red. It's a 3-4 legendary creature vampire noble. It's a mythic, and the copy I have is about five bucks. Flying in haste. Beautiful. Whenever Olivia Crimson yep. Bright attacks, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped and attacking. It gains when you don't control a legendary vampire, exile this creature. Well, you know how we get around that exile effect? Just sacking that SOB to Zyator at the end of turn, holding <laughs> someone in the face for five, six, seven, eight. Getting three yep. treasures, and then I'll do it again next turn. Or does it even matter because you already got the ETB, or you already got the attack well, in, I, right? I don't so lose the creature. So I don't want them because the issue with Olivia is if someone gets rid of her, she exiles all the other creatures, and then they're gone right. forever. That's but I'm saying like if, if you get a if depending on what creature you get, it doesn't matter even if they do kill her and you lose the other one forever, right? Even if you don't have your sacrifice outlet because you'll already get the ETB or the damage in, right? Uh, I thoroughly disagree. I, I I cannot have resources get removed from the game with a six CMC build. You wouldn't play this card. You wouldn't play this card if you didn't have your commander out. Or some other way to sacrifice, yeah. 
Interesting. Yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. I think a card's insanely strong, and I think you have so many beaters in here that even just getting activation and getting to, to attack sure. in without a sack outlet is going to be plenty. I mean, good it, it just, it just depends. I mean, like, am I going to do Netherborn Phalanx like without a sack outlet on the battlefield? No, because it doesn't do anything. Like, who cares if you guys lose one life for each creature you control, and that's it. Like maybe Noxious Gear Hulk would be one that I'm comfortable because it like removes something. Sure. Uh, or even a Bane of Progress. That could be a different story. But no, most of them, it's they're not they don't have such a blow up damage or ETB effect that it's like, oh, I'm just fine getting it once. Like, no, that's that's not the way I play. You're the one who look you're the one who play tested. I did not play this yeah, one. No, so that, that uh I I I believe you if you ooh, tell me. Yeah, but she's amazing. I love her. Um, yeah, really, really. The good. only thing I have kind of thought about is putting Phyrexian Tower back in the deck just to have a land that could have a sack outlet just in case. That's pretty good. Um, which I may even still add it. Yeah, or high. I, if you don't want to pay that, I think high I literally is way have one too. That has a sitting in a pile. So, oh, yeah. easy enough. <laughs> All right, in. what's your next one? We haven't matched yet. Uh, uh, okay. So this is one of the few ways you can get your extra combats mm. in here. I always forget this also costs six. And is also a complete beater. This is not one of yours nope. either. Oh my god, it's so good. Morag Fury of Akum. Oh, yep. four colorless, double double red for legendary creature Minotaur Warrior. It's a six six. Each creature you control gets plus one plus zero for each time it is attacked this turn. Then has landfall. Whenever landfall enters the battlefield under your control, if it's your main phase, there's an additional combat phase after that phase. At the beginning of that combat, untap all creatures you control. Even it, like I know usually people play this where you get like six landfall triggers or what, and you do have ways like you talked about where if you're if you're full up on if you're open on mana, you don't have any creatures to cast, you do have stuff that will be able to trigger landfall more than once, right? Magical Christmas land. I think just being able to get two combats a turn with the beaters and the heavy swingers that you got out here, I think that's going to be more yeah. than enough. And then you even get the pump on the second one, right? So I think it's really this is like a card that I think would be. This is a card I think would be good in the deck regardless because you're running green, right? So you do have ways to tutor and get landfall, but the fact that it does fit that six CMC is like oh, perfect finish. Well, and it, it, perfect it partners perfectly with the card I just talked about, the Olivia, because now it gives me an additional yeah. combat phase for an additional bring back mm -hmm. from the graveyard. Um, yeah, it, it's just such a blowout. And it actually turns one of the crappiest ramp cards in all of Magic, Mrs. Renewal, into like a banger. It just gets me Oh, yeah, combat. it's like the best card in the deck. <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, no, Morag's great, yeah, and I was great. just excited because I was actually super hot on this card when it first got previewed, and then once I got me it, too. I was just like, ah, it doesn't do what I thought I could do with it unless I just wanted to do a landfall deck, which that's, I don't know, that's not my my flavor. Yeah. All right, last one, Tuck. Are we going to the east? Wait, are you done? No, I got one more. Are we going to the east? Yeah. Are we going? Are we going to the east? The east? east oh sorry i thought you said are we going east to the east Floyd? like i you have lost me oh god we're getting flagged for games. <laughs> i'm from the now. east coast man <laughs> far east coast uh we're talking yeah go ahead. the east tree uh another it's great it's flat a good one. banger in this deck four colorless yeah. green green legendary creature spirit it's a rare it's a six six it does have partner but that doesn't count for this deck a little under yeah, three bucks irrelevant it has reach which is nice but Whenever sure. another permanent enters the battlefield under your control, if it wasn't put onto the battlefield with this ability specifically, you may put a permanent card with equal, not even getting to the lesser part, 
converted mana costs from your hand to the battlefield. <laughs> yeah, who really cares? Don't even worry uh, about if it. If I play a land... It does get a yeah. land. It does get yeah, a land. If I play a land, I get a land. If I play a six drop and I don't have another one I want to do, I could do another land. But being able to go six drop into six drop, which is effectively makes them both cost three. Oh my gosh. that The value... Yeah. It, I get it. This card, its value is known throughout the community. But for this deck, when you do this weird yeah. restriction, it's so good. Very strong. Uh, I like this. I wish the only thing for this deck specifically, I wish that it said, I wish it was worded differently so that it actually casted the creature. So then you could wild pair oh, it and get, really oh get some God. value for it. I know, right? Like just this one time where like the one time in magic history, someone's like, I wish this worked with wild pair. <laughs> like how could they, how could they ignore this piece of magic history? Yeah. It's really, it's really bonkers. Uh, I, I wish you could like, I've seen this, I've seen it go off. Like when they get, when they do the first, they do it like the first turn and then like play seven cards or whatever, which obviously I don't think will be the case here, but it's the same thing. It's like the same, this, this and wild pair, I feel are like right neck and neck in terms of like how valuable yeah. they are. Right. The turn after they pay for themselves. And then the turn after that, they just start giving you nothing but value. Exactly. And, but I do like the fact that this doesn't have the from hand restriction like wild pair does. Yes. So, you know, if I'm right. pulling stuff from the graveyard, I'm still triggering that enter the battlefield effect for Kadama. Um, so that, that is super helpful. Right. 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 All right, Tuck, what's your last East card? So I'll be quick with it uh, because I've, I'm guessing you are really going to pay six for this because you're going to be paying three. Our old pal Rubble Hulk is going to be starting punching in some faces Woo! commander damage. So four colorless, a green, and a red for a creature elemental. Its power and toughness are equal to each – or sorry, its power and toughness are each equal to the number of lands you control, and it has blood rush. So a colorless, a uh, green, and a red – you discard it, target attacking creature gets plus X plus X until end of turn, where X is the number of lands you control. So one thing, I mean, we all, we've talked already about the big splashy ones that we already have, right? The big swingers, the ones with flying, that sort of things. But what I do like is that even your commander is a 6-6 six, six yep. flyer, right? So it, I, you're not, you're not going to be sacrificing her. So unless you're saving her black for blockers, you're going to be getting in the red zone with Zia right? start chipping people down or they start sacrificing their drakes or whatever, then bam, out of nowhere, you can rubble hold someone and just headshot someone with commander damage. Maybe it's a little later in the game. I just love that modality, right? Getting in through trample damage. There's a million different, there's a million different things that this can do. And like I said, there's not a ton of cards that let you do this sort of thing. And the fact that this one itself can kind of be a bigger creature. I just love the fact that this is going to come out of nowhere and people are going to get blasted out of the game. with. Yeah. It. So, the, the thing that I really enjoyed about it is the fact that it's not just a tech creature I control, so I can be a little politic. Oh, always true, yeah. Uh, oh, it's hey. A little modal. Mark, Mark yeah, Gross, sure. if you want to go on over a Duff Man over there, I'll, I'll, I'll beef up your guy a little bit. I'll, sweet, I'll sweeten the deal for um, you a little so bit. So I do like that. But the other thing I like, and Tuck, you tell me if I'm thinking wrong. I feel like in a deck like this, where you have so many big things, but you're tall, you're not wide. I actually don't think people are going to block as often as we think they are. I think a lot of times it's like, oh, do I want to take six or like lose one of my creatures? They're just going to be doing it all night. I need to keep my resources right. so that way I can just get rid of them. I just need, if I could remove the player, then the creature goes away and I don't get hit for six anymore. So I think more times than not, I'll right. swing and be like, okay, I'm going to go in with uh, Micaeus the Unhallowed. And they're just like, I don't want to take five. But all right, just do it. I'm, I'm yeah, not going to throw my tokens in front of it because I know you're doing this all day long and I'd rather hit you instead. Right. Aha, 
Rubble Hulk, now you're taking 15 or whatever it is. That's actually where mm-hmm. I think I'll be able to use it as a sneaky card because I think I'm actually going to be unblocked more times than I would think. Yeah, especially with the size of creatures you have. So either way, like, I, I agree with you, right? Like, I think this is going to be a card that you're going to get people with every single mm-hmm. time, right? And they're just not going to see it coming. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up the yeast section. Before we head over to our last deck section to talk about, we'd love you guys, as you, you've you heard us talk about, abyssproxyshop.com. Use code CMD Tower. I literally went on there, placed an order today, which I guarantee <laughs> is before Tuck has even done his first order. Uh, how big is your card Correct. at now? Oh, I don't know, $180 or something. But, but it's going to get to the point where it's like $1,000, and he's just going to get an email from a business. It was like, shop, oh, okay. Like, oh, we cleared your cash. <laughs> Damn it. So uh, it's great. I was able to go on there, get a Micaeus the Unhallowed, an Ancient Tomb. I was able to get a bunch of cards. And I even ordered some cards, realized I already owned them in my collection, went ahead and shot them a message. Hey, I actually don't need those. Can you substitute these instead? Within a day. They're like, yep, no problem. Great customer service. Really? Absolutely. That's awesome. So code CMD Tower for 10% off. The channel does get a kickback, so it does help us keep the lights on. But abyssproxyshop.com. Now we're going to head over to the spicy meet the ball. And Tuck, start us off. What's the spice card you wanted to talk about? I'm going to talk about the one that will gain you the most life. Oh, I think we're talking I've seen the this, same one. I've seen this card go off. Three, two, one. Fangren Marauder. Fangren Marauder. Woo! Five colors to the green for a creature beast. Relevant, not. Uh, for It's a 5-5 five, five for 25 cents. But more importantly, it's got this bit to it. Whenever an artifact of any varietal, an artifact, is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, you may gain five life. That also includes treasures, 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 food, clues, uh, thopters, uh. Opponents. Uh, bobbles. Any of your opponents are opponents. <laughs> that's, that's, I think that's why this card is insane. I've seen people gain a hunt, like 150 life off this card. Wow. One card alone. Cause, cause like every, every freaking, we've talked about it. Every freaking card creates a, uh, investigates, creates a food token or creates a treasure, right? Like they're just rampant all over the place. So like, I, I wish you there. If there was a card that I wish you could get out the fastest, this would be one of them because I think this is going to give you the most life over time. And I think you're going to need it going into the late game. Those are all great thoughts. You want to know why the card's even in the deck, though? Because it costs six mana. It's a five. Uh, five. Well, you know, that's fair. Uh, no, uh, this was actually a uh, little synergy that Sharpie found that an Ezerroot Channeler, five colorless green, four, six reach. Creature spells you cast cost X less to cast. For X is the amount of life you've gained this turn. Oh, oh, yes, so yes, yes. So basically, yes. Very boom, cute. you boom, bin one treasure that you got from Zayatora the previous turn, gain five life now. All of our six drops effectively cost one, two, or three, depending on how Ooh. many pips. That is why the card. I like that. The deck. That is that is very cute. That is very but cute. I, you got me. You got me there. That is very is, cute. But it's in the spice because it's like that's the only synergy within the deck, other than just the fact that you can get incidental right. life gain, and that will be good for the deck. Um, so it is that thing where it like kind of fits the strategy. Could there be a better card in the deck? Like we don't have Dreamstone Hedron in here. Would it be better just to put a six drop that gives you three beta than this that might get us a five reduction later? Yeah. Who knows? But uh, yeah, that's kind of why the, the card was in here is like this really cool synergy that he found. It was like, man, that is super powerful. Right. 
Yeah, this is this card is really sweet. All right. Well, guys, that is going to wrap up the spice package. All right, now we're going to head over to the bottle capping. And as a reminder, this is going to be big tucks, cuts from the deck and three ads that'll be under $5, under 50 bucks and a no budget recommendation. He just will not do any mana only lands. So big tuck, what is the first cut and first ad for this deck? So I didn't get to play this one. Uh, and then I'll admit this is really hard. I think you did actually, I think you built a really good deck. So the cards that I'm cutting are not ones that I'm willing to die on a hill for. These okay. were the ones that to me just felt like they had the least amount of synergy. I'm more excited about the cards that I want you to add. So take that with how you want Fair. it, right? So the first one I was going to cut is going to be Primeval Bounty. It's five colors and a green for an enchantment. Whenever you cast a creature spell, create a 3-3 three, three green beast creature token. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, put three 1-1 one, one counters on target creature you control. And whenever a land enters a battlefield on your control, you gain three life. I have tried to run this card in a lot of different decks. And for me, the juice has never been particularly worth the squeeze for it, right? Um, I feel I feel like for the decks that I've put that I have run it in, I know this is not this one, right? I haven't got any reps in with this. For me, you need to be able to trigger these abilities multiple times a turn. And I'm not sure if this deck's gonna be able to do that. So the reason it's here. So that's that's why that's why I'm kind sure. of sure. So the reason it's in is because cast a creature. Um, we get a 3-3 three, three beast. Sacrifice fodder. Sacrifice, I get it. and it's three yeah. treasures. So essentially, every creature you're casting for half price, the next spell is going to be guaranteed half price as well with Zyatora. Sure. So I, I get all that. That's what I was saying. I Like I said, you have to you maybe cut three cards. That's don't, why I'm don't cutting Don't get butthurt. So. I'm allowed to, to, to tell the audience. I'm not butthurt. I'm, I'm not butthurt. I'm not butthurt. I'm just telling you. You asked me to cut three cards. I'm cutting three cards. There you go. This one, this one, I was shocked wasn't in here because okay. this is the first thing that came to mind for me, uh, and that card is Shifrit Monitor. So five colorless and a green for a six-five creature lizard that also is cycling for three colorless and a green. When you cycle it, you may search your library for a basic land card or desert card, put it onto the battlefield, and then shuffle your library. So for me, this fills in a hmm. huge, a huge piece in the green section. You kind of have one other card, um, the Road to Ruin, that actually is like a real tutor that goes to the <laughs> yeah. battlefield, right? There's a, like, and I think, get, don't get me wrong, I went through and because I was like, I want to see every mountain, forest, and swamp cycler that you have, and you got pretty much all the good ones, right? So I just like this one because it can be a six-five lizard if you need it to, but more likely than not, this can cycle, uh, this can cycle and get you land to the battlefield, and then on top of that, this is also. I mean, this is, again, Magic Christmas Land. This would be a great way to trigger into Mirog, right? Mm -hmm. We were talking about how you do have a couple ways to get lands onto the battlefield. So that, I thought, was kind of a sneaky tech there, too. Yeah, so this is actually one that we we did see. Um, I saw it when we were going through. Sure. The biggest reason I didn't include it was just the cycling was a little pricey um, mm -hmm. at four mana. And I mean, uh, look, everything costs six. So it's like that technically is cheap, but it just kind of became one of these sure. things. Like we, we just could not figure out what to cut. That was just like, honestly, uh, I'm going to let you get to your cuts. There's a, there's a spice card that's colorless that I would probably actually cut for this card. Um, and I think it would just be better. Um, but I do agree. I like the fact that the cycle effect, you get to draw and you get a land card and get to put it onto the battlefield. Like that's pretty cool. Sure. So I'm happy. So I I am happy to also cut that that colorless card as well. 
But I'm surprised because I had, you have it in there for a reason, right? Well, so it's in there for the infinite with Micaeus, but I don't. Correct. Have, but I don't have a sack outlet static that I can always put it into. So it would just more be the in step. I don't have anything else to sacrifice. I get my three treasures, get rid of it. It comes back. So. Wait, I think it just goes infinite with just Micaeus, right? No, because then it's a one one. It's always a oh, one. Oh, because it gets some yeah. ah that's if right. it was a zero zero, you'd because... be right. But no, it's always a one one. Right, right, right. Other non humans. Uh, okay, so anyways, well I'm okay, perfect. I'm gonna cut Triskelion. So for the same reasons that you had, it was on my list as well, because it's too, way too greasy. Um I do like the fact that you can ping down birds sure. and that sort of things, right? But I like if you don't have the combo to go with it, then I think we can kind of do better. And one of the ones that I thought was a big miss in here that I think in similar scope to Rubble Hulk, you might be able to get a few people with okay. and really turn your commander on, right? And that one is the spawn. I think this was, I think you said this was the spawn of the majority of your arena career. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, what? I mean, there's a bunch of them. It was Rankle was a big one, right? Yeah. So that's not this one. Uh, this one is Embercleave, though, which I always forget costs six. I actually, it was in the deck, and then I cut it. Really? Yep. Okay. I, I I I think I know why. So four colorless and double red for a flash. Legendary artifact equipment. It's a mythic from the redacted set. That's around $5. That's flash. The spell costs one last to cash for each attacking creature you control. When it enters the battlefield, attach it to target creature you control. A equipped creature gets plus one, plus one, has double strike and trample. I, why the, the reason why this card is insanely good in a lot of decks is because you cast it for double red, right? Because you have your four attacking creatures and you're, you're off to the, you're off to the gates with that. I think, is that the reason why you cut it from the deck? Because you don't feel like you're going to be able to get that big of a reduction on it. And you're kind of, you kind of have to skip a turn a little bit. Essentially. Yeah. It's it. like, would I rather get another body enchantment, big spell threat, or just give something double strike and trample? um for yeah. basically the same cost so that that was the reason i cut it and because we we were i mean we, the deck list was at like at 140 something and so it, it was hard to like okay. it kind of i think this was the 101 or 102 cut i wouldn't be opposed to mm -hmm. putting it back in the deck just being frank uh, on depending on how it performs but yeah the reduction i never felt like i was going to get more than one or two and i just didn't think that was enough over another ramp spell or a fetch land or something like that. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so I just thought it, I thought it was pretty slick. No, it, it, it in is my opinion. Um, and uh, this is like another, I think there's another way you can just like totally blast someone mm -hmm. right in the face. Uh, shit. I hmm, hold on. I had another one. So I'll just go. I, I want to see your opinion on this one first <laughs> while I look up the one I actually wanted. Um, so I, the other one I'm going to have is I think this card reads really well. I have never got it to work and I think it's overcosted even for this deck and that deck, and that is champion of stray souls. Ah. So four colorless, double black for four, four mythic. It's a skeleton warrior slam dunk at skeleton decks. Don't get me wrong here. <laughs> this is going to be a great, this is going to be, this is going to be your, your top end there. Three colorless, double red tap sack X other creatures return X creature cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. Five colorless, double black, put it on top of your library from your graveyard. So I know that there is a fair amount of token producers. I am just worried that I don't know how many creatures we're going to have in the graveyard versus how many creatures we're going to have to sack to switch. Them. So uh, even if it's just one, it's better than me casting it. 
because it's five mana opposed to six mana. It's five less? Well, no, it's five mana instead of paying six mana that, for a creature. Right. So, and we're always going to have creatures in the graveyard because we just talked about a Rubble Hulk. That's a, a burst card that you're sure. just it down to there. The cycling cards, we're going to be cycling those out of there. And let's just be honest, six drops scare the shit out of people. And so they're going to use their <laughs> removal. They're going to use their board wipes. So the fact of, man, I don't really have any impactful creatures in hand, but my graveyard's filled with them. Okay, let's pay five with champion. I'll sacrifice one sure. other creature. Maybe it's a token, which is ideal, but they, heck, maybe it's my commander because I need to get XYZ out. Let's go ahead and do that. So it was just a nice way to be able to recycle for five. And it's not like it's five for each target. It's just five. So if I do get the magical right. Christmas land of a bunch of tokens, oh my gosh, how good does that feel? Then the one time it does it, but then you have a four four if you don't. So that's why I don't I don't love this card. Uh, maybe I just show I maybe I just chose the three cards I don't like the most, but such, such is life. So I have kind of I have two that I think are interesting for you to think about, and then I have one that's kind of cheesy. Which order would you like to hear? Give me cheesy first. There's a pair, and then there's a total cheesy, cheesy one. one. Okay. All right. So again, because I don't know how the I don't know how the rules work, especially with like the Toil Trouble, Thrash, Thrash or Threat. I don't know if those technically are six CMC cards, right? If with their combined or not, I don't remember how the split cards work, right? But I did find you. Uh, this is so you're, you're, we're kind of we're, we're kind of cheesing it here a little okay. bit, okay? Just a little bit. But I did find you a mana rock for three that technically could cost six. No, doesn't count. Doesn't count. You're not doing Skyclave no, Relic? Does, does Come on! No, it doesn't count. That's like saying Cyclonic Rift is technically a seven CMC. No, not. I would. Count. So I would look up the. I would look up your split cards and just double no, check they, those because I know it's like they're not all the same. Because no, if you were to tutor your library for a six drop, those are legal targets. You would have to get them both. Okay. No. You sounds like you did research, so I'll leave you on that. Uh, so the two that I had just to think about are some cards that can go on adventures that are new, okay. right? So the first one is Amethyst Dragon. It's four colorless, double red for a four, four flyer haste, or you can do explosive crystal four colorless and a red, and it deals four damage divided amongst any, uh, sorry, explosive crystal deals four damage divided as you choose among any number of targets. So for me, it's not the best rate, but that still gives you something to do if you are yeah. ahead, blow up some mana dorks, keep people in the game, right? And then it's just something to do. I think it's a little overcosted because you're pretty much paying one for a damage, which and there's no cap sure. to it. So that's not my favorite one, right? The one I like more, though, is this gives you a little bit more interaction in a way that you don't really have yet. And that one is Emerald Dragon. So that's four colorless double green for a creature dragon that's a 4-4 four, four with flying Ooh. and trample, but it has dissonant wave. Two colorless and a green for an instant adventure, counter target activated or triggered ability like from a non-creature source. A so it could just be like a quick stifle. It's really, it's really cheap. I mean, it's 23 cents, yeah. right? So it's not a it's not a broad counter spell, right? That's that is not the case, right? But I do like the fact that this gives you a counter in the deck, and we do know that, that there are a lot of like ETBs or when certain things happen that could be really tough to come back from, or the deck could be built on. So this might at least buy you more time to get around those sort of effects. I just don't know if there's enough. I don't know if there's enough of these that you're if there's enough activated or triggered abilities that you're going to worry about to warrant a slot. Yeah, here. these were just some ones to think about. I like Emerald Dragon way more than the other one. The other one is mm -hmm. un unplayable in its 
probably a format that it's meant to be played in, which is like draft. And I think it's unplayable it's, in my sixteen. It's really, it's really, it's really good in draft. It's really good in draft. I don't know, five mana sorcery yeah. for the explosive crystal. That that's that's not good. It's 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 really but, good. As someone who did three pre-releases, uh, well, Emerald me. Dragon, I'm all here for. I love the you like that one? triggered ability counter because, I mean, maybe someone tries to Nev's disc me. That would really suck. And this could or stop something, it, yeah. right? And I like that it's three. I mana. think it's always. I, I I always think it's like weird with it's like. It's kind of like the stifle thing, right? Like how many people run stifle in decks yeah. versus how many times you should, right? And I think that's really meta dependent, yeah. right? Like there's probably games where the, if you had this in your deck, if you had this in your hand, you would have won it slam dunk, right? Then there's probably ones where this is sitting in your hand the entire yeah. time, and you're like, well, I don't know, I can't really do much with this. Yeah, and I mean, I wish it didn't say non-creature source, but I get it. They kind of had to put yeah. that that restriction being a green card. Um, but, Some break but I think on that's it. Why sure. you don't see stifle played? It's because it is so restrictive, and that's why you see disallow played more for that counter right. spell plus right, right. stifle. So no, I like Emerald Dragon, and I like that we're at the end of the episode. So thank you so much. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And be sure to leave some positive feedback wherever you found us. If you're watching us live on Twitch, maybe you're watching us on YouTube a week later or listening to us on your podcast platform. If you'd like to get a hold of us, here's how you could do that. You can get a hold of me at Mr. Commodore 5 on Twitter. I'll spell that except for five. Tuck, where are you at? I so I re, I'm at I'm at I am at Big Tuck Twitting. Twitting. Big Tuck <laughs> Tweeting on Twitter. Uh, I've noticed that all the time I spend on Twitter is just messaging content creators, scheduling our <laughs> scheduling our stream. So uh, I haven't had a lot in there to share. I think I did some spicy retweets potentially back in the day. Um, so yeah, so that's where you can find me though. If you have any questions or uh, just want to get a hold of me to tell me I suck. Yeah, I don't and know. if you Up if you, you. want to see what's going on at the channel, always follow at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. Uh, we will have the videos and deck lists and everything posted um, at our website cmdtower.com/bnbe149. Uh, and remember, if you're looking to support us, you can do it through a myriad of ways: Patreon.com/cmdtower, AbyssProxyShop.com, code cmdtower, or Etsy.com/cmdtower in the search bar. All three ways are the ways that you can financially help this channel grow, keep relevant, keep putting out new content, and keep getting out sweet, sweet swag for you. Big Tuck, brews and builds. And I did have a deck name for this. Zayatoras Seis de Curso. Uh, how do you feel? I, I, I know that the cuts and ads were a bit difficult and weird, but overall, how do you feel this deck's going to perform, considering we never said it, Tapped out thinks this is a seven out of ten. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's that. I think I think tapped out literally just looks and says like, how many reserve list yeah. cards do you run? Do you run Ristic Study? Do you run Smothering Time? I bet they have a list of like twenty cards, and they're like, well, that's what we got. <laughs> uh, so no, I I I think I so I don't particularly like these deck building challenges because I rarely build new decks. So when I do, I don't love having my I don't like having shackles on them, but I will say this. I think that you, I think this is like a really good niche that you've gotten yourself into, mm -hmm. right? Because I think this deck is actually really good. Like I, I would be interested to see how it holds up, right? Uh, because I, I, I hope you get to play it on the stream at some point with me. That would be great uh, when this comes in and it's live. But I think that you found some really cool picks. We didn't even talk about the Planeswalkers you found, which are all yeah. great, right? I loved how you even got those in. I think that, I think they're all good. Like, Chandra Flamecaller, this might be the best deck that she's been in besides like a madness deck, yeah. right? 
So I think you found, I think you and the, the, the uh, admins found some really interesting picks here. And I mean, it looks like it, I like the idea of this deck because it's a Jun sacrifice sure. deck, right? It's right up my alleyway. So the fact that you chose to do that for this build makes it even better in my opinion. Yeah. I, I, I'm Jesus. excited to play it. Um, It'll be interesting to see if it's, if it decides, if it lives in the rotation, which I think I'm going to build a Zyatora deck of some bridal, whether it's a six CMC yeah, tribal. Sure. Oh, you don't, yeah, you thing. don't, you don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to trick me into that. I am so here, I, I here think Zyatora is a very, very cool legend, but I'm, I'm almost wondering how long the six CMC gimmick is going to trick the play tables that I'm at. To like where they're like, oh, we should ignore him because he can't do anything for so long. Like, how many like punches in the mouth is it gonna take for me just to become public enemy number one? And then the deck's literally unplayable because I just die in the first five turns. Uh well, I was just gonna say, is it gonna is it just gonna the, is it just gonna get to the point where they're like, eh, it's turn four? Well, we might as well I got nothing else to do, so I might as well just kill Mr. Combo. Yeah. Here you go. Pretty much. 40 commander damage. So uh that's my biggest fear. That's my biggest fear with the deck. But yeah. Fears do not hold, Mr. Combo. All right, guys. Have yes. a good night. See ya.